Uh, what's up, peoples? So, gotta talk about George Floyd again. So, did you guys see the video, the the body cam footage of George Floyd? I would put it out, but you know, YouTube don't like me sharing. YouTube doesn't like me playing videos that aren't mine. So after the show, I'll put a link to the uh, description, a link to the description. I'll put a link in the description to where you can find the video. It's on Daily Mail. I'm pretty sure you could just do a Google search. Um, so anyways, they released the body footage leading up to the demise of George Floyd, which set off all these riots and protests and looting and defunding of the police and black lives matter being painted on streets all over America. Speaking of that, did you guys know down in Tampa, Florida, the police or somebody who supports the police spray painted, not spray painted, but painted a big back the blue mural on the streets of Tampa. Go look it up. Let me see if I can find it. Hold on. Down in Tampa, back the blue mural, Tampa. Let me pull this up real quick. What up? What up, Nene? Hold up. I'm about to put my other camera on. Give me a second. I'm about to show you all this. Give me one second. I'm about to pull it up right now. All right. So y'all see this right here? So this is down in Tampa, Florida. They put back the blue on the streets down in Tampa, Florida. You go look this up on Twitter. Oh, you got the Negro delegation is heated. Even my brother, my brother lives right outside of Tampa. See my brother out there talking about, man, this city sucks. <laughs> ah, so personally, I think this is an ugly mural. I'm not even going to front. Whoever the artist was, they need to fire this person. They need, listen, they need to remove this mural because it's just flat out ugly. <laughs> so I'm in favor of them getting rid of this mural because this thing is horrible looking. This, I mean, look at this thing. This is just a giant eyesore for real, for real. This, this is ugly. But anyways, let's get back to George Floyd. So like I say, YouTube does not like me showing videos that are not mine on this channel even if I am providing commentary on the video. So I'm not going to be showing the video. What up? What up, black introvert? So <clears throat> the videotapes of George Floyd, the body cam footage came out today. And my homeboy sent it to me. And the first thing out of my mouth was, why did they wait this long to release the body cam footage? Like, the moment they started tearing up Minneapolis, how come they didn't release this body cam footage? I, I don't understand it. But what you're going to see, 
You got there's two videos that have come out from two different body cams from the initial police that arrived on the scene. Right. I don't know exactly who the initial cops are. because Remember, it was uh, it was the white dude, Derek Chauvin, the one with his knee on the neck. There was like an Asian looking dude. There was a light skinned looking dude or whatever he was. And, and there was another dude. I can't remember what his race was. But it came from whoever the first two dudes were on the scene. So the first video opens up. You can see the police officers walking into the store. And then the store owner, looked like there's this Arab-looking dude, comes out towards the cops holding, holding what appears to be a $20 bill, talking about this is the counterfeit money that they just gave me. So they walk out the store. The store owner points at a blue SUV saying, basically, that's them over there right there. So the cops casually, as in literally, casually walk up to the, to the to the uh, passenger side, I mean, no, to the driver's side of the vehicle. George Floyd is sitting in the driver's seat. The cop taps on the window with his, uh, his flashlight. And George opens the door. And George immediately starts going into freak out panic mode. Like, oh, no, what you doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? The cop's like, hey, just put your hands. Let me see your hands. Put your hands on the steering wheel. Then I guess, you know, I don't know, George, whatever. He was just going like a million miles an hour. That's when the cop pulls the gun out. And then George starts freaking out because the gun. And then George is like, oh, you going to shoot me? And the cop is like, no, I'm not going to shoot you. Just put your hands on the steering wheel. And then they proceed to try to get George out of the vehicle. And George is acting all a little erratic and crazy. So finally they get him out. They put the cuffs on him. And George is still going like a million miles per hour. Like, like. You, you can tell he, he's, a, he's a little off. And I say he's a little off because in the vehicle, there were two other passengers. There was a male in the passenger seat and there was a female in the back seat. And then the other cop whose vantage point we have, he walked around to the passenger side of the vehicle and the passenger door was already open. And the male passengers kind of, you know, uh, twisted his body to where, you know, his legs kind of hanging out, but he's still sitting on the chair and he's like totally calm. And the cop is like totally calm with him. And there was one point the passenger male attempted to get out, but then the officer kind of, you know, put his hand on him and kind of like told him like, nah, just have a seat right here. But for the most part, it was a calm interaction. And then eventually the, ma the male passenger and the female passenger get out, they stand up against the wall. And this is, you're still on the body, the cop's body cam footage. And he's like totally calm, like asking them what's their name? Do they have ID? The brother even asked, can he get his ID out of his pocket? The cop is like, yeah. So the brother reaches back, gets his ID, hands it to the cop. He asked the female, does she have ID? She's like, no, but my name is such and such. You know, he's just, they're just like totally calm. And then off camera, you could see the other cop kind of walking George to the wall and having him sit down. So now we get back to the other cop, the one that was dealing with George. After he walks George over to the wall, you know, he asked George to sit down. George sits down. He starts asking George, what's his name? How you spell your name? What's your date of birth? And, you know, and, and, and you know, George is like giving him his name, giving his information. And George is like, what do I do? What do I do? The cop is like, we're going to figure all this out. We're going to figure it out. But finally, they get up to lifting George up off the ground. And then they start walking him back to the squad car. And then George is all of a sudden, he kind of starts going, you know, you can see him starting to go into kind of freak out mode a little bit where he's like, oh, my goodness, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. And, you know, almost kind of like he's trying to fall down a little bit. But it's like, all right, what, 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 what are you doing over here? 
So they start walking him across the street. And I guess George is like, why are you taking me over here? Something like that. And it was like, well, we got to get you out the street so you don't get hit by a car. And so what I'm saying is these cops were like totally professional the entire time. Like there was no yelling, no cursing. You know, nobody was throwing the N word out. Nobody was nobody pulled out the taser, the baton. You know what I'm saying? It was none of that. It was just doing what appeared to be like a normal interaction between a cop and somebody, you know, you know, they just they're just arresting somebody. So finally, they get them to the back of the squad car. And that's when they was like, yo, we're going to put you in the back. You're going to get in the back. And that's when George starts freaking out like, no, no, don't put me in the back. I'm claustrophobic, yada, 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 which I kind of found a little odd considering they were putting him in the back of an SUV and they just retrieved him from an SUV, which is probably about the same size. So I'm like, you weren't claustrophobic in the first vehicle, but now you're claustrophobic in this vehicle. Okay, I get it. I understand. But here's the crazy part. George said, are you going to stay with me? And the cop that was trying to initially put him in was like, yes, I'll stay with you. And the cop even said on camera, there was like, there was like, you got to get into this car. And, you know, George, like I'm claustrophobic. And it was like, look, we'll roll the windows down for you and, and I'll stay here with you. And then George, there's one point he's sitting on the seat, but he still got his legs out the vehicle. And he's like, OK, OK, give me let me count the three and I get in the vehicle like like they're just letting him do all this stuff before they start trying to physically kind of shove him into the vehicle. Because, you know, basically he's trying to he's trying to uh, extend his time from going into the back of this 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 uh, patrol vehicle. Right. Before they're going to, you know, drive him downtown or whatever they, and start in processing him and all that stuff. But, you know, they're like rather calm with the dude. So finally they start like uh, kind of like all right, after about three minutes of this, they kind of start kind of shove him in there. And that's when George started freaking out. Then there's one point in the, vi in the video, George extended his body to where he's kind of like laying down on the floor in the back. You know, because I guess he's trying to resist getting into the seat so they can put the seatbelt on him. And then that's when George is in the vehicle. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Like he's in the vehicle saying all this. I can't breathe. And nobody's on his neck. Now, we're, now the vantage point we're looking at is from the, the first cop, right? Where they're trying to get him in the vehicle. And so you can see the first cop, you know, basically George's legs is towards this cop. And then there's another vantage point from the other cop where he goes to the other side of the door. And I guess they're trying to, they're kind of wrestling around with George, trying to get him up in the chair. And that's when George is like, I can't breathe. But then somehow he keeps inching and worming his body towards the opposite side of the vehicle and starts to come out the vehicle. And then you can actually hear George saying, I just want to lay down. I just want to lay down. I'll lay down on the ground. Like George actually said this on tape. He wants to lay down on the ground. And so I guess, I don't know. I, I guess they figured they couldn't handle him or something. So they kind of just kind of drug him out the vehicle and they put him on the ground. And then that's when we get to the part of the vehicle. That's when we get to the part of the vehicle that made national news. When you saw Derek Chauvin with the knee on the neck. Now, I just recently learned this or maybe I heard it and I totally forgot about it. But did you guys know this? That knee on the so-called neck. Did y'all know that this was a, a, a legal move? by the Minneapolis police department. Like they, this was actually in their training manual for how they're supposed to deal with suspects or, or people on the ground. Did y'all actually know that? Like this was, I, I heard it recently just got changed, but at the time that they were doing it, this was actually a tactic that they were trained to use. That was actually in their field manual or whatever the case may be. Like this is actually in the books saying that this is how, this is how they're supposed to deal with, you know, people that they're trying to apprehend. 
Yeah, go go look it up, Joanne. This was actually in their training training manual, showing that they are authorized to put the knee on the neck. Now, I heard they recently changed it because of all this, but prior to this, this was actually in their training, their training manual. So, so anyway, so that's how we got to that, right? So, my thing is this: I got a, I got a friend that I got a friend that's a cop, um, a dude I've known for a minute. He's a cop. He said more than likely George died of a as a result of what they call excited delirium. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this term before. Let me look it up. I'll read the definition. Excited delirium. It says it's also known as agitated delirium. It says it's a controversial syndrome that presents uh, that presents with psychomotor agitation, delirium and sweating it may include attempts at violence, unexpected strength and very high blood temperature complications, including some big word I've never heard of and or, and or high blood potassium. But from my understanding of excited delirium is from what I've been told, it sounds like somebody who, who's potentially under the influence of a narcotic, which autopsies have said that George Floyd was under, I think he had like fentanyl in his system and, and, and methamphetamines in his system or something like that. And then from my understanding, if you go through excited delirium, basically it's like, it's like your stress levels and your blood pressure just skyrockets. And then all of a sudden it comes crashing down, which could potentially lead to death. Like that's kind of the non-medical description that I can think to describe what excited delirium is. Any medical professionals in the comments, please correct me if I'm wrong. But that's kind of how it was told to me. Basically, you factor in the drugs because, you know, they say they had weed, fentanyl and, and meth in his system. Now, we're going to we're just going to rule out the weed. But, you know, because I, I don't know about the other two drugs and the side effects. I've never taken either drug other than weed in the past. But. Like I say, from what I'm told about excited delirium, they say basically it raises your blood pressure raises your your stress to some astronomically high level that's way beyond the norm and then instead of a gradual decrease you come crashing down which could potentially lead to some type of heart issues or whatever or you know heart attack or whatever something like something to that effect so that's what I'm told actually happened and I'm told that the knee on the neck, because, you know, you got to remember there are two there are two autopsies done. One autopsy, the initial one said that the knee on the neck was not the cause of George Floyd's death. Because, you know, if you if you watch the original video. Everybody said that he was he, he everybody said that he had the knee on the neck and the knee was cutting off one of his his arteries in his neck. But if you actually go watch the video, the knee is actually on the back of the neck because he's kind of like face down in the ground for the most part. And, you know, to my non-medical training, 
I don't believe that there are arteries and or veins in the back of the neck. I believe that they are on the sides of the neck. But, you know, whatever. So the first autopsy came back and said that it wasn't because of the knee. And then the family had another autopsy done. And I'm told that the second autopsy was was done by the same dude who did the Jeffrey Epstein autopsy. That's what I'm hearing out in these streets. And they came back and said that the knee was a contributing factor to his death. So now we have two autopsies saying two different things. To me, it would seem like they would need to do a, a, a tiebreaker autopsy to kind of, you know, figure out, okay, who's right and who's wrong because I don't think you can make a definitive decision about this knee, especially if you have two certified autopsies saying two different things. I mean, that's just the common sense side of me here. You know what I'm saying? That's just the logical side of me here saying if one autopsy said the knee had nothing to do with it, the other autopsy saying that the knee had something to do with it, well, it seems like there needs to be a third autopsy done as the tiebreaker to determine as to whether or not this knee actually contributed to the man actually dying. And if it did contribute to him actually dying, now here's the question you got to ask yourself. How is this going to play out for Officer Chauvin, Derek Chauvin, if this is what Derek Chauvin was trained to do, according to the training manual of the police department that he worked for? How is that going to tie into all of this? Like, I'm trying to understand. Like, let's just remove all let's remove all our feels from this. Because, you know, you talk to any random black person, it's murder, it's murder, it's murder. You know, they're, they're running purely off of feel. I don't do feels over here. I try to make sense out of all the, all the information that is available to us, right? I try to make sense out of the whole thing as the information becomes available to us. So now that we know that all, all the police officers that work for that police department, they were trained to put knees on the quote-unquote neck. It's actually in their training manual, ladies and gentlemen, or it was in the training manual up until after George Floyd's death. So if that's the case and the cop was trained to do that, I don't know how this is going to be considered murder when the cop literally did what he was trained to do. I don't know how, how that's going to tie into anything. I mean, somebody help me understand this. Somebody help me understand this. Am I, am I talking crazy talk here? Am I talking coon babble? I mean, help, help, help me understand. I know I'm a coon. I know I'm a sambo. I know I'm tap dancing. We, okay, we got all that out of the way. We got all that out of the way. So now let's, let's get back to what, what are we looking at here? If somebody is, if, 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 if a member of the police department is trained to do something a certain way that's in their training guide, training manual or whatever, whatever phrase they call the book, the training book. And then they actually go out there and do that because that is what they've been trained to do. How do you then turn around and say that this is murder when this is what they were trained to do? And then you, then you factor in, you have two different autopsies that have been performed one says the knee wasn't a factor. The other says it's a factor. So how are you just going to totally discard the, the, uh, 
the autopsy that said the knee wasn't a factor and just roll with the one that's in favor of George Floyd's family instead of going after a third autopsy to be the, the quote unquote tiebreaker. And then you compound all of that with all of the events that led up to George Floyd ending up in that position. Because I got to stress it, it's, it's a minor part of the video, but there were two other people in the, video, in, in the vehicle with George Floyd. There was another black male and a black female in the back seat. Nothing happened to them two. They were totally calm, extremely calm. Cop asked them what their name is, let them reach into their pocket to pull out the wallet, show their ID. Nothing happened to them. Oh, and here's another thing I, I failed to mention. When you watch the video and they're initially trying to put George Floyd into the car, the crew, the, the police car, and right as George Floyd is talking about, all right, all right, let me count the three and I'll get in. You can hear somebody in the background, and I'm assuming it's the female that was in the vehicle with him. Can't confirm it, but it sounds like a female voice. You can hear the female saying, hey, stop resisting. I'm, listen, go watch, go look up these videos. They're on the Daily Mail website, or you can probably just do a Google search for them and watch the entire video. One's like 18 minutes long. One's like 22, 20 minutes long. And both and these are two videos before the infamous video came out. So as they're getting ready to put George in and George is coming up with all these reasons, he's like, I'm a good man. I'm a good man. I'm claustrophobic. You know, he's basically kind of like trying to talk himself, trying to trying to talk his way out of getting into the back of that cruiser, that car, that that SU, that police SUV. You can hear a female in the background say, stop resisting. And I'm assuming it was the female that was in the vehicle with him, but they didn't. She, she wasn't on camera, but you can clearly hear her voice say, stop resisting. So I'm just trying to understand when you com combine all these elements. You have three people in the vehicle. One is acting highly erratic. And the other two are extremely calm to the point where I don't believe they got arrested. Nothing happened to, the, to them, to my knowledge. But just the one main person, George Floyd, was acting highly erratic. And then acted even, even more highly erratic as the police tried to get him to go into the vehicle. And like I said, when they were trying to get him into the vehicle, it wasn't, they wasn't punching him. They weren't trying to soften his ribs up. They weren't whipping out the taser. They didn't pull the gun out. There weren't no slurs. They were just like trying to get this dude in the vehicle. Like you're going, like you got to get into the vehicle. They even let him pause and be like, let me count to three and I'll get into the vehicle. Like they let him do that. Then the one cop who initially put the cuffs on him was like, yeah, I'll stand here. I'll be here with you. As soon as you get in, I'll roll the windows down for you. Like you can hear this cop saying this to George. Like they was like extra calm extra i'm not gonna say extra professional but they, they was just extra calm with this dude and then it was even they was even asking him if like are, are you on something you know what i'm saying but because they were trying to figure it out is this dude on something because initially when they had george sitting on the concrete and they stood him up and they was walking him to the to the police car 
One of the cops said, are you on something? Because it's like phone coming out your mouth. And then George is like, ah, I just came from hooping. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So they even recognize that this dude was a little off because I think they may have asked the other two people if he was on something. Because they were like super calm. So, so, so how did they go from calm to deaf? That's where I brought in excited delirium. This is what a cop friend of mine told me when this thing initially happened. He said, this looks like a case of excited delirium. Because when they did the autopsy, they found weed in his system. I think they found methamphetamines in his system. And they found fentanyl in his system. So, I'll say it again. What I'm told excited delirium is in layman's terms, in my non-medical professional background, I'm told that basically excited delirium is when your blood pressure and your stress levels skyrocket in your body. Beyond well beyond normal levels and then come crashing down, which could lead to potential cardiac arrest and all this other stuff. And if you watch the video, when they initially encountered George, like I say, when they walked up, look, they went into the store. The store owner came and approached the cops with like what, what, what appeared to be a $20 bill or some money. And they was like, yeah, they, they, they tried to pass this fake money off. He walked outside the store with the cops and pointed at the vehicle. He was like, they're in that vehicle right there. So the cops, they didn't do no Dukes of Hazard thing. They didn't, they didn't jump over the hood of the car and slide over it. They just walked, they just literally walked over, walked across the street to the vehicle, tapped on the window with the flashlight, and George opened up the door. And then George, as soon as he opened up that door, he was he, he was just like talking a million miles an hour, hands just moving all over the place. And the cop, that's when the cop pulled the gun out. And was like, yo, just put your hands on the steering wheel. Put your hands where I can see them. And then that's when the cop, that's when George was like, are you going to shoot me? He was like, no, I'm not going to shoot you. Just put your hands where I can, just keep your hands where I can see them. And then I think the cop put his gun away. And then, you know, George, he still had his hands moving a little bit. But the cop, he never pulled the gun back out. And then he proceeded to take the cuffs and get George out the vehicle and start placing him under arrest. Zeno, it was only two autopsies. You can't say it's a final. You have two autopsies. Both autopsies say there was drugs. One autopsy says the knee wasn't a contributing factor. The other autopsy said a knee was a contributing factor. So you, need, so you can't say there's a final when you have two opposing autopsies. You're going to need a third. You're going to need a tiebreaker. So there, there is no final autopsy. It's just the second autopsy. You need at least a third. So anyways, getting back to this excited delirium thing. So the moment they encountered George and look, I'm not making all this up. Go look up the video for yourself. George is acting crazy, erratic, I should say, soon as he opened the door and was greeted by the cops. But the other two passengers were calm than a fan. They were super calm, super duper calm. Nobody was getting cursed at. Nobody was getting yelled at. None of that. It wasn't like a it wasn't like a scene from Boys in the Hood 
You know, with a cop, with a black cop pulled out Trey and they slammed him on the thing. Talking about how he hate me. It wasn't none of that crap. You know what I'm saying? They just let him out the vehicle. Then the cops started asking the other male and female their names, getting their information. That was it. And then when the, the cop that actually put the cuffs on George, he was calm as hell with George the entire damn time. Even up to the point where they were trying to get George into the back of the vehicle. They were super calm with this dude. Even though George was technically technically resisting arrest by not getting in, like technically they could have potentially charged him with that, but they were just letting him talk, letting him let let it let his feels fly a little bit, letting him count the three to try to get into the vehicle, all that crap. But at the end of the day, it was like, yo, you got to get into this vehicle. And then the cop was like, you get in the vehicle, I will roll the windows down for you. <laughs> like, like you heard the cop say this crap. And then George, he lays out Superman style in the vehicle with his, you know, with his, with his body extended. Then somehow he inches himself to the other side of the vehicle to where his head and torso started coming out. And that's what he's talking about. You know, after he's in the vehicle saying, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. And nobody got any hands on his neck, but he's in there saying, I can't breathe. Then he gets out. They like halfway out. He's like, let me just lay on the ground. Put me on the ground. Let me on the ground. So they eventually drag him out and put him on the ground. And then that's where the infamous video came where we saw where we were introduced to George after he was laid on the ground. But we missed the whole 20 minutes before that. But like I say, getting to the knee, because somebody's like, that was murder, that was murder. Well, I don't know. Now, granted, I'm not a lawyer, obviously, but I'm just saying, you remove your feels from this and look at this objectively. Derek Chauvin was trained to do that. That was actually in the training manual. And I, like I said, I think they took it out. They changed the training manual up after George, but prior to George Floyd, that was part of their training to put the knee on the, on the quote unquote neck. That was part of the training. So I don't know if you can, I don't know how, how you're going to charge somebody with murder when that's what they were trained to do. Yes, Hawk, it's in, it was in the training manual. It's not in there now for obvious reasons, but before the encounter with George, that was actually in the training manual for this police department. So I don't know how you're going to get murder out of this one. And then, like I say, I'll keep reiterating this. You have two separate autopsies. The first autopsy said the knee on the neck had nothing to do with his death. The second autopsy, which was at the family's request that they paid for, that autopsy said the knee contributed to his death. So what does that tell you? You're going to need a third autopsy, a tiebreaker autopsy, because you can't just go with the second one and just totally act like the first one didn't exist because the first one isn't in favor of what the video appears to show. The infamous video appears to show. So now, regardless of everything that I'm saying here, we already know what the, the masses are thinking. This is a conspiracy, white supremacy. I'm white and I say so. You a coon. We're going to fight. We're going to burn stuff down, yada, yada, yada. 
But when you look at it objectively and remove the fields, you watch the videos. It's like my man's. Okay, here's what I think. I think your man George was probably sky high. Sky high when he got encountered with them cops. Because he was in the vehicle with two other people. And they got approached by the same police officers. And they was, they was calm as, 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 as a, they were just calm as all outdoors. They were just calm, cool, and collective. George was the only person in there acting erratic. And then, <laughs> I, I don't know. I've never been, look, I've been high before off of weed only. I've never acted erratic like that a day in my life. Now, I, I, I have seen some people act highly erratic on drugs before who did some hard stuff. I've seen that firsthand. But I'm just saying, he said, did he deserve to die? Probably not. Well, here's the thing, light skin privilege. You have to first figure, you have to first confirm exactly how did he die. I don't think that could be proven right now. I don't think, I don't think there's a right, I don't think there's anybody who can actually prove how he died at this present moment. Everybody were led to believe he died because of the knee. But then, like I said, the cop was trained to do that. And then if you look at the actual placement of the knee in reference to his neck, the knee is on the back of the neck the entire time. There aren't no arteries in the back of your neck. They're on the sides of your neck. So it couldn't have been due to a loss of circulation. And then you have to factor in all the drugs. Because he was acting erratic as soon as the cops tapped on the window. But the other two passengers were calm as hell. And they're still alive. To my knowledge. So why was George acting erratic and the other two weren't when they all three were in the vehicle at the same time and got approached by the same police officers? Chances are George may have been sky high. Which caused him to act erratic, which may have contributed to. This thing called. Uh, what, what, what I say it was called excited delirium. Potentially. Because maybe he didn't want to go to jail. I don't know if anybody can put together. I don't know if any of us who are not lawyers who are privy to the same information that I'm privy to. I don't think anybody's qualified to talk about to 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 uh, make a make a declaration on how he died. Me saying he died possibly because of excited delirium. I can't prove that. I'm just going based off of what I saw. Anybody saying that he died because of the knee on the neck, you can't prove that because you have two separate autopsies. And also, I believe they said he had heart issues in his autopsies, if I'm not mistaken. So getting back to my definition, my non-medical professional definition of excited delirium, from my understanding, is basically, once again, from my understanding, non-medical professional, basically your stress and your blood pressure skyrockets and then comes crashing down. Now imagine that and you have potential heart issues. I mean, have you guys ever been so, ex remember, you guys know the feeling 
let's just say you're walking and, and somebody jumps out and scares the shit out of you and your heart starts beating fast as hell. We've all been in that situation before. Have you guys ever been on a roller coaster and you're going up the roller coaster real slow right before you hit the, hit the top, your heart beating fast as hell? <laughs> We've all been in them situations before where our, where our heart starts beating ridiculously fast and all that crap. Now imagine that and you got like a bad heart and then your heart goes from beating like a million miles an hour to, to drop into damn near comatose levels. Man, you could potentially die from something like that. So I'm wondering if that was a factor. I'm just wondering. I don't know. I don't know. Somebody says bad diet, drugs, smoking, clogged arteries, inflammation. Maybe. I, I, don't, I don't know what his, his artery, his cholesterol levels were looking like or what his diet other than the drugs. I don't know. But I'm saying this, this is an interesting development. It kind of paints, it kind of puts things. See, see this, is, this is another reason why I don't like talking about these cases when they first come out. Because I don't know, we, we've been doing this same thing for years now, ever since, you know, going back to at least Trayvon Martin or uh, Mike Brown, Mike Brown, because since part of Mike Brown, part of the day that he got killed was caught on video when he was in the store reaching over the counter, looked like he was either assaulting the dude or trying to steal. So he, he was in there doing something he had no business doing. But before that video came out, we were just all told Mike Brown got shot. Yada, yada, yada. Now, I ain't never snorted no lines, B. But, you know, we were, we were just told all this crazy crap. Hands up, don't shoot. And nobody ever wanted to talk about that video when he was in the store, you know, minutes earlier. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, just, just acting the ass in the convenience store. And so... I don't, I, don't like talking about, I don't like talking about these stories because when, you, when, we, when we are presented these stories by the, by, by, the, by, by the Negro Whispers, a.k.a. Sean King, Tariq, Jason Black, and every other social justice warrior on the planet to include all these fake social justice warrior celebrities roaming around, you know, they always hit you with the feels. Oh, they killed us. They hunting us. Nobody ever wants to just sit around and just analyze a complete story. Now, part of that is because we don't have the full, complete story. I, like I said, I don't know why. Okay, George Floyd dies, and everybody's saying it's because Derek Chauvin in the knee on the neck. And now the city's on fire. Why in the world would you not release these tapes like as soon as possible? Why wait till almost two months later to put the tapes out there? Like, What, what good do they do now? <laughs> they don't already burn the city down. They're already trying to defund the police. They, 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 they've been riding all over the place. What, what, why didn't you release this crap earlier? I, I mean, I don't understand that. What was going on with the police department in this one? Somebody says anarchy. What does it benefit the cops for anarchy? Especially when they know the people ain't going to be on their side and 
the the camera the the initial camera angle looks bad <laughs> looks very bad to where people everybody was like damn this cop crazy as hell this cop did this crap until you discover two months later or whatever weeks later to to, to the present day that this cop was actually trained to do that that like that was in the actual training manual but initially it was like wow this cop bold yeah he guilty as hell he killed him. i even said it i'm like he guilty as hell he killed him. now i'm like wait a second he was trained to do this wait a second that was in the training manual and now we see the video the two 20 minute videos of george is acting erratic because he looked like he's high or something It's like, it was like, wait a second, why didn't y'all put this out before? Like, what was the point of not putting it out? Yeah, KJ says, you're right, though. People been asking for Dash and body cams from day. Yeah, I don't understand why they don't put this out. The day it happens, like, okay, we know what y'all saw. Here's what happened. All they got to do is just go to the office download the, the 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 video footage from the camera onto a computer <laughs> it ain't like it's some super complicated process just the camera that's all it is like a it's like a gopro that's all it really is at the end of the day it's like a gopro is what does this dude keep typing israel for what does israel got to do with this i don't know what this dude is talking about but I don't understand why they never put this out. But now that we have uh, uh, more parts of the story, I don't think this is an open shut case. I don't know how you. I don't know how this could be open and shut if this dude was trained to do that. This was in their actual training manual. I don't know. I don't. I don't think you can make this an open and shut case. If anything, this might be what gets him off. Tippy says that's where they were. Who was trained where? What do you who who was trained? What what I don't know what you're talking about. You coming in here typing Israel? Well, like who's trained? What are you talking about? The police officers were trained in Israel. Well, okay. If that's how they were trained in the city of Minneapolis to prove the training, what, is it, what, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> what, does that, what, what, what if they were trained in Germany? What if they were trained in Korea, China, trained on the moon? What, what, is, what is where they were trained have to do with anything if it was approved for them to go out there and do this to where it's put in the training manual? Who cares? What if you trained them? Who, who cares who trained them and where they were trained? The point is the training was authorized to where they could put the knee on the neck. Who cares where they were trained? <laughs> what if Bruce Lee, what if Bruce Leroy trained them? <laughs> like, who cares? I mean, you, you've been typing Israel for like 30 comments now. As if, as if them being trained in Israel is like this, 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 ooh, this, this big gotcha moment. Like, like everything's about to change because you said they was trained in Israel. What if they were trained at Mike Tyson's house? <laughs> what if James Bond trained them? 
What if the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles trained them? Who cares where they were trained? The point is the training, the IE, the knee on the neck was an approved train, train, uh, an approved tactic. That's in the training manual. That's all that matters. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Person really thought they was doing something when they said Israel. Yeah, what if it was Chuck Norris? <laughs> like, are the Hebrew Israelites? What, like, what, what are we talking about here? Doesn't matter who trained them. What matters is this was an approved tactic in the training manual when it was done. At the time it was done. Yeah, you're right. I don't get it because I'm not a lawyer. Facts. I never got up on here and said I was one. I'm not a lawyer and I'm not a doctor. So I don't even know what that has to do with it. Everybody knows I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> Everybody knows I don't have a law degree and I've never been to law school. Everybody knows that. Oh, now you want to go? Bye, you are stupid. Oh, okay. Don't run now because you brought up a stupid moot point that has nothing to do with nothing. You in here typing Israel like 30 30 lines in my comments as if that actually means something. Israel. Yeah, what if they were trained by the foot warmers and Pookie and Ray Ray and Bonquisha? Like, who cares who trained them? The point is, it was an approved tactic. <laughs> like, what does this point, this person understand? You're not a lawyer. I know. I'm not a lawyer. I never said I was one. <laughs> I never said I was a lawyer. Thank you. I do not have a law degree. You are absolutely right about that. Nor do I have a medical degree. Thank you for telling us something we already knew. <laughs> now go back to your little vegan life and, and, and go eat some tree bark. Jesus Christ. I'm not a vegan either, in case you were wondering. <laughs> you think, you think you, just because you sit around here chomping on celery sticks all day, that makes you the authority on something? Because you know Israel? Watch me say Israel. I'm going to shock everybody when I say Israel. Israel trained them. Israel trained them. Israel trained them. Look at me. Look at me, the vegan, Israel, Israel, Israel. You thought you was really doing something up in here, didn't you? You thought you was dropping mad knowledge up in here. <laughs> uh, the hell out of here. I'm not mad. I'm just like, I'm just trying to figure out what this person's point is. They kept typing Israel over and over. And I was like, why is this person typing Israel? That's where they were trained. What? Who cares? What does that got to do with anything? What does that got to do with anything? Like I said earlier, what if, what if Michelangelo, Leonardo, Donatello, and Raphael trained them? Master Splinter trained them. Who cares? <laughs> The point is, it was approved at the time that this happened.
You're a vegan. Oh, okay. Like I guess uh, VLM, Vegan Lives Matter. There you go. Go out there and and hug some trees and chew on some pine straw and go sip some sap from a pine cone so that you can you, you can leave more meat for me and the rest of the meat eaters to devour. I grilled some hamburgers and hot dogs yesterday and I'm about to go on and I put some barbecue sauce on them. And it, it is real meat, it's not vegan meat, none of these vegan patties and all this crazy crap y'all be eating. This thing used to have eyeballs and a heartbeat at one point. This thing used to have a mother. And I'm about to go devour it. <laughs> that's that's, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Shout out to all my vegans. I've been thinking about implementing some veganism in my life. I'm not gonna go full blown vegan, but I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try a couple things out here and there. But I hear veganism. I hear it causes your hair to fall out. Go look on YouTube. You got videos all over the place talking about people who go full blown vegans. They be losing hair. And look, I ain't trying to lose my hair. I ain't trying to. I ain't trying. These curls ain't finna be falling out because of because of me eating vegan. They gonna start falling out because I'm getting old and wrinkly. Oh yeah, biracial Freddy Krueger. I ain't even. I ain't even want to go down that path. I ain't even want to go down the Candace Owens path of bringing up the fact that he uh, he robbed a pregnant woman at gunpoint. I ain't even want to talk about that aspect because you know we're not allowed to talk about people's past as if people's past doesn't have any type of implications to how their character may be. I ain't want to talk about that for some reason. We ain't allowed to do that. We could do it for everybody else. We could do it for everybody else, though. Can't do it for, for black victims. Can't talk about their past. What they got to do with it? The hell you mean they got to do with it? He did his time. Yeah, okay. You inviting them over to date your daughter? Your sister? <laughs> like, give me real. Ain't saying everybody that go to jail can't be reformed. There's an entire YouTube channel I started watching the other day. Y'all seen this YouTube channel called Fresh Out? So it's a YouTube channel started by a dude who did 10 years in prison for robbery, robbing a bank, got out, started a YouTube channel. That thing got half a million subs. Big, swole, black dude called Big Herc. That's his nickname. Big Herc say he, he was a decent kid, grew up in a two-parent household, but he just wanted to get money. And so he decided on a whim to just go join his homeboys and rob a bank. And he was like, it didn't go down nothing like how the movies make it look. And that joker say he went to prison. That joker did 10 years in federal, in the federal penitentiary system. Got out, started getting on his grind, started a YouTube channel, and now that thing is up to half a million subs. But he's doing good things. He ain't going back to jail, but he, he seemed to be doing good things. He seems to be providing a lot of resources and information to people who just got out of prison. Like that's his main focus, which I commend. Cause he's he, like, who's the best person to help these people out? Somebody who's been in prison. But he got some interesting, he got some interesting shows on there. He did an interview with some dude 
And this one dude who was in prison was telling this story about his cellmate called Chocolate Thunder. <laughs> Chocolate Thunder. He said his cellmate was like this six foot eight, big muscular dude who told him on the first day that he was going to go up in here. He was going to get him a piece of that. <laughs> like, okay. They got some interesting stories, but man, they had to go to prison and deal with all that to make that channel pop. But you know, he does, he, whatever. He does some good things though. I commend him. So what I'm saying is just because you got a criminal past, that doesn't mean you can't be redeemed. But, but that criminal past is always something that is a part of your character. It's, it's a part of your past and it's a part of your character that could cause people to potentially stereotype him and, and, and uh, you know, discriminate against you somehow. And guess what? You can't blame him because you know what we do in every other facet of life. You know, we know what we do it. We do it in a manosphere all the time. Let a chick be like 30 years old, got two kids, no man, because she was back there wilding out in her early 20s, just throwing that thing all over the place. What do these Negroes in the manosphere always say? She hit the wall. And I ain't wifing up no baby mama. Nah, man. So they, they hold her past against her all the damn time. But when you talk about George Floyd putting a, putting a pistol to a pregnant woman's stomach, all of a sudden, you ain't supposed to talk about that. What you mean I can't talk about that? What you mean? We talk about, we talk about these women's past all the time. How come I can't talk about George Floyd past? We do, the same, we do this all the time in every area of life. So why is it different? Why, can't, why, why we got to have different standards? Now, I don't be understanding. It's, it's hypocrisy all over the community when it comes to these things. All over the place. <laughs> I mean, in fact, Herman Cain just died. You got people digging up stuff he said in the past. Herman Cain said this about black peoples or about this and that. Like, wait a second, he just died, though. Leave him alone. Just like we're supposed to leave George Floyd alone. Leave him alone. Why y'all looking in his past? Does George Floyd pass has nothing to do with his death? Is that a question you're asking me? Or is that a, you know, is, are you being satirical? Like, like what is, what is the, what's the context of this question? Is it sarcasm? Like, I don't understand how you're asking this. Being serious? Is sarcasm? What is it? Nah, his, his past got everything to do with it. It, it paints the complete picture of who he was. This, I mean, that's, that's what we all do. That's what we all do. The only time people get the really, truly lying about your past is when you die at the funeral and everybody get up there and say all kind of great, wonderful things about you. But other than that, everybody, look, everything you've done in your life is a part of who you are and is up for judgment. So if you went to prison for robbing pregnant women and people want to factor that into your overall character, which led to how you or uh, people presume you died. Well, guess what? People have the right to do that. I mean, that, that's what happened. Like, Daniel, if you, if you, if you die because a cop, and then we, we find out later on you got arrested for jerking off in an alley somewhere, well, guess what? People going to be like, hey, yeah, remember Danny? He was back there jerking off. See, see? That's probably why he got pulled over. He's probably in the alley again, just, just rubbing one out again. See, cops tried to arrest him. He trying to rub on his wang and, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? You never know. You never know. You know what I'm saying? Just, it just, you know, it's just part of the complete story. 
The overall story. Doesn't necessarily make you a bad person. You can turn it around. Look at Malcolm X. Malcolm X went to prison for pimping and pandering or robbery or something like that back in the day. Came out, became one of the most revered, respected black minds to ever live. Completely turned his life all around. But him being uh, who he was before he uh, became a Muslim, that's still a part of his past or was a part of his past. And his overall character, oh, it was a robbery. Okay, yeah, I knew it was for one of them things. That's the overall part of his past. And even Malcolm X never hid that. So I don't understand why we can't do this for George. And everybody else. You got to paint the complete picture. You know, that pass kind of helps you kind of figure out, well, why was he in there trying to pass counterfeit bills? Which led to the cops interacting with him. And then when the interaction kicks off, he's sky high. But everybody else in the vehicle appeared to be sober and calm, like. Trying to get the greater picture here. You trying to say he deserted that? No, I'm not. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to get the complete picture of who this dude was. I mean, I don't see what's wrong with that. He said George was never reformed. I, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't appear that he was. Doesn't appear that way. So, you know, but all we got is what we got. But I'm just saying, I'm just trying to understand. Now that we have more information about what happened, I'm just trying to understand how this is going to play out. Then I'm trying to understand how come black people, before they start burning stuff down and crying Black Lives Matter all over the place, how come nobody ever waits to try to get all the information to get the, the complete picture? Instead of just, just assuming, they're killing us, they're trying to kill us. Like, wait a second. Did this cop actually kill George or did George kill himself due to what I believe was potentially excited delirium? Two different, two different autopsies say two different things. I don't know. But I don't like talking about these things, man. You know, unless you, you know, because, you know, people only talk about this stuff because it, 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 it generates a lot of money when it first happens. You know, you know, black YouTube, black social media is, is like a bunch of ambulance chasers. They be out there standing on every street corner. They got lookouts posted on every corner, on every rooftop, cell phones, DSLR cameras, all kind of crap, waiting on a, a black person to be killed by a cop or a white person so that they can get footage of it. So that they can be the first one to hit, hit social media and start talking about how they killing us. Because it's time to cash in, baby. You imagine being one of the first people to drop a YouTube video on this and your video goes viral that day, get tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of views, and you got a fully monetized channel. You finna make a few, if not a few hundred, a few thousand into the tens of thousands of dollars off of one video. Fine, you ain't a YouTuber. You got a bunch of followers on Twitter, Facebook, 
you finna you finna get retweeted 50 11 million times and then out of them 50 11 million times at least half them people gonna click on some damn website that's owned by you which is more than likely gonna be pushing some type of product to sell or got some kind of ads running on it which you'll get money off the ad views you know it's the same thing with the media does Media was running these stories nonstop. You think the media, MSNBC, Fox, CNN, they give a damn about these people? No. They know that y'all watching these, these news stories. And guess how much the and guess how much the meat the, the, the commercials are for each for those news stories. So you got this story running at like seven o'clock, eight o'clock at night, or whatever time Don Lemon comes on. How much you think it costs to run an ad during that time when Don Lemon is running? Don Lemon is like the most prominent black news journalist in America. How much y'all think it costs to run a commercial during his time slot? You probably talking buku cheese. Because they know everybody's watching Don Lemon or everybody's watching his competitor on whatever channel that he's competing up against for that time slot. Commercials cost buku cheese. How much, how much money y'all think Don Lemon made? During during these during these last three months of George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery, how much I want to bet his paycheck was ridiculously high. You, you ain't never gonna hear no story about that. Ain't nobody gonna come out and tell you how much these reporters were making. Tucker Carlson too, all of them. I don't care what. I don't care right wing, left wing. I don't care what network they work for. Roland Martin, all of them. How much money did Roland Martin make off YouTube, y'all? How much Tariq Nasheed made off YouTube? How much Jason Black made off YouTube? Michi X. How much did all these people make off YouTube, everybody? They come on here crying their little crocodile tears, feeding you some woe is me babble, some pro-black babble. How much them? How much money was thrown into them bank accounts? Now I'm not saying that you can't make money. I'm just saying stop fronting like y'all give a rats. When the people that y'all are getting the information from are making buku cheese off this stuff. How much money Boyce Watkins made? Huh? Everybody was getting paid off this. From your YouTubers to your podcasters. To your to your mainstream media personnel, to your local news depart uh, newspaper, everybody made money. If you were one of the first ones out there, especially if you were one of the first ones out there to, to quote unquote break the story, and after it broke, you kept adding your two cents to the mix. You got a lot of people tuning in to you. Gonna make some cheese. So don't let, listen, y'all can go to these people for lies all you want and listen to them feed you this, this emotional morality BS. Dude, we live in America. We live in America, a capitalist society. Everybody's all about money. Hell, one of the models of the, of the, of the news industry is if it bleeds, it leads. The deadlier that thing needs to be on the front page. Everybody's making money talking about this from every angle imaginable. So miss me with the morality crap. 
Well, we can't talk about why not? <laughs> why not? I'm just kidding. I, I just keep it honest with y'all. I just remind y'all how things are in this country. Longer you watch these cable news shows, the pricier those commercials are. Y'all think they just slapped a random Charmin's tissue ad in, in, in the commercial in the in the commercial segments? Charmin tissue probably paid Buku cheese for you to see that dog on 15 to 30 second commercial in between the coverage on the riots and George Floyd and other BLM activities. You know, just like the Super Bowl. Y'all think the Super Bowl is the only time commercials get stupid, ridiculously expensive. No, they get expensive during this crap, too. Don't miss me with this crazy crap, man. Is he a product of gangster rap? I don't know. He's older than he was older than me by like seven years. So I highly doubt he was part of the mumble rap era. Yeah, let's not forget about the hand sanitizer and all that crap. <laughs> Everybody's trying to make money, man. Just don't let people fool you into thinking that they're doing this for morality reasons. No, it's, it, there's some type of financial incentive always involved. Always. Look, he, he was high. I, look, like I say, George, George is high. That's, that's my assessment. Like I said, I saw the video. I watched both videos. I encourage you to go watch it. I would play it. But YouTube is not a fan of me giving commentary on other on, on videos I didn't record. That's why they that's why they have demonetized this channel, which is why I had to go in and delete a ton of my videos so that I can try to reapply for monetization in about two and a half more weeks. Then they're going to take about another after I reapply, they're going to take about another 30 days to tell me if I can get back in to the to the monetization program. So until then, if y'all want to support the channel, cash out links. And PayPal links is in the uh, description. But regardless, getting back to George, though. Should George be alive? Probably. Maybe. If, if George had just been calm, he might be alive. They might have just took him to the station Gave him something to help him detox, calm down. Hell, they might have just, they might have just freaking let him go. I, I don't know. Or whatever. I mean, I, you know, I don't know. He might be alive. But did, did George contrib possibly contribute to his death? I believe he probably did. Now, was it intentional that he did it? Probably not. But like I say, when you look up excited delirium, Combine that with the fact that he had all these drugs in his system, he may have unintentionally contributed to his own death. Did the cop do it? Well, we have two different autopsies. One said he did, one said he didn't. So you can't sit here and be like, nah, he did it, just because you saw the video. 
Well, that, that leads us back to the training manual. The training, it, it, was in the, it was in his training manual saying that he was authorized to do that. You know, this isn't like Eric Garner, where Eric Garner was allegedly choked, even though you watch the video, it was only for like one or two seconds. But when that cop allegedly choked out Eric Garner, that chokehold was deemed an illegal tactic. I mean, that cop wasn't supposed to do that at all. Like, that wasn't in the handbook. He was, he was not supposed to do that, period. But George Floyd, they were allowed to do that. Up, you know, up until their account, you know, they were allowed to do that. So I don't know. So I don't think you can technically go around and talk about, well, it's illegal. You know, it's kind of like, well, I can't remember what the name of the law is, but there, there's some rule that applies to a law. Let's just say that, let's just say that, what's today's date? Today is August 3rd, right? Let's just say August 2nd, marijuana was legalized in all 50 states and nobody can go to jail for it. Let's just say August 3rd, they make marijuana illegal for everybody. Totally illegal. Well, you can't go back and arrest people that were, that were smoking out on August 2nd even if they got videos of them smoking out all over the place on August 2nd, because it was legal on August 2nd. You can only start arresting people from August 3rd. Everything from August 2nd and before that, if it was 100% legal, you can't go back and arrest them retroactively. So that's kind of what it appears to be with this, this, uh, this cop. You say he performed it incorrectly. I don't know. Can you prove it? You got you to have, have, have a lawyer, somebody who knows the manual, be able to prove you use it incorrectly. And then you got to factor in all other circumstances. Well, you know, was, 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 was something going on with George? You know, you know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure it's just a whole bunch of circumstances that might have to get looked in. Other than you just saying he used it illegally. You got to prove it was used illegally. Then you got to prove that you know, let's just say it did contribute to the death. Well, you're going to have to look at George. Was George doing anything to potentially cause this need to, you know, I don't know. It's not an open and shut case is what I'm saying. We want it to be, well, people want it to be open and shut because there's a, there, there's a, a highly suspect looking video out there that we all can, can agree for the most part that the video does not look good. But now that we know this other stuff, it's like, well, shoot, was, was he actually allowed to do that? Now, if he was allowed to do it, did he do it legal? Did, did he do it correctly? And then you got to go find you somebody who's trained in that tactic to be able to deem if it was used correctly or not. Because I'm pretty sure you're not. I'm not in a position to say if it was used correct or incorrect. And I'm pretty sure you're not either. Unless you actually have experience doing that stuff. Like when I was talking about Grandmaster Jay and his and when he was over there talking about if you slam the uh, the bolt forward in a in an AR-15 that's going to cause the round to go off. Well, I was a hundred percent able to tell you that what he was saying was BS because I've actually spent numerous hours, hundreds if not thousands of hours on weapons ranges using M16s, which is the military version of an AR-15. 
damn near an identical weapon. I was fully capable of talking about that because there's been plenty of times I've pulled the charging handle back and accidentally or purposely slammed the weapon on the ground, which caused the bolt to slam to the front. And guess what? It never once fired. Why? Because the firing pin never struck the back of the actual bullet, which causes an explosion, which then sends the tip of the bullet flying down range to a target or to wherever. He says that would, no, Grandmaster J did a video on his own channel talking. He was trying to explain how the people accidentally shot themselves in that Louisville, Kentucky thing the other day, about a week ago. So he gets on video with an AR-15 talking about if you, if you, if you accidentally drop your weapon and the, and the bolt slams forward, that's going to cause, that's going to cause the, the weapon to fire. No, it's not. And this is a dude who proclaims to be ex-military. No, the hell is not. But when I saw the video and his description, I was like, that's total BS. And I've shot an M16 a, a, a gazillion damn times. I done trained God knows how many people to use that weapon. I done fired that weapon God knows how many times. <laughs> that, that is not going to cause an M16 or an AR-15 and or M16 to fire. Is he an agent? I don't know what the hell he is. I ain't never looked into him that much to care. He's just the latest and greatest pro-black babbler on the block. Y'all don't ever notice this stuff? Every time a, pro, every time a new pro-black babbler hits the scene. Wait, who is this? Somebody, what is this? Oh, okay. Okay, I got your email. I'm like, who the hell is sending me messages about checking my email? Hold up. Let me check my email. Hold on. Might be some, might be some, some nudie picks up. Oh, no, there ain't no nudie picks. Never mind. I was gonna, thought I was going to have some nudies up in here. I ain't getting no nudies. Damn it. All right. <laughs> thought somebody sent me some tatas. I was about to be like, oh, snap. Somebody sending me some, some, some tatas. Yeah. Nah, but every time a new pro-black hits the scene, they get a little traction. They get popular. Everybody's like, ooh, he's, he's, you know, they're like, they're like the latest mumble rapper that comes out. Then Tariq does what he does. He got to go over there and start calling people agents because Tariq don't like nobody taking shine from him. That's Tariq's whole, that's Tariq's whole, uh, whole thing, ladies and gentlemen. Anybody that's talking pro-black babble that starts getting more attention than Tariq, he starts hating on them. That's his whole stitch. That's his whole thing. That's it. That's his whole, if you ain't bowing down, kissing his rings like Jason Black kisses his rings and like Boyce Watkins kisses Tariq's rings, you ain't bowing down to him like them two clowns do. You start getting a little bit more shine and people start looking in your direction. Tariq is like, Tariq is like the 50 cent of the pro, of the, of, of the pro black, y'all. That's who he is. Tariq Nasheed is the 50 cent of the pro black babblers. You know, like nobody getting attention, more attention than him. So that's what I'm saying. When Grandmaster Jay came out, I was like, okay, he, he, he's the new hot, he's, he's the new hot Negro on the block that just got a record deal. 
He'll, he'll put out a hot song and be and be replaced in in about two months by somebody else or whatever. That's how this always works. That's how it works. In about six months to a year, we'll have another babbler out there somewhere. I'm saying this is how they work. <laughs> it happened with Tariq and Yvette Carnell. He was he was he was team ABOS like a mug till they started getting too popular. Then he had to start his whole FBA thing and start clowning them. That's how this works. And you saw Boyce kiss the rings. Tariq clown Boyce hard one day on video. Then here come Boyce. Running back to his channel. I'm going to be at the FBA conference. Boyce is over there. Boyce don't went to Tariq's house on bended knee and everything. He was out there singing Boys the Men Love songs. I'm down on bended knee. Please take me back, Tariq. I'll be loyal. I'll be loyal. I'll stop being nosy, Tariq. I'll be loyal. Please, please. I need to sell my, my black business school classes, Tariq, please. I got to sell these classes, man, please. I'll give you a cut of the monies. <laughs> what they do? Yeah, they need to make a reality show. That thing will be, I'd watch it, shit. <laughs> I, the days of Blackistan, I'd watch that. I would watch that. The days of Blackistan. General Hotep, I would watch General Hotep all day long. As the world babbles, I would watch that all day long. They need a they need a they need a show and the manosphere needs a show. <laughs> Them clowns need their own reality show too. Yeah, that would be that would be some great entertainment. <laughs> As the world babbles, General Hotep, whatever, whatever, what other soap operas they got out there? Days of Blackistan, all that stuff. B. Speaking of that, there's a dude I found on YouTube who makes cartoons about this crap. I just happened to see his video one day. I was like, who is this? He, he calls his YouTube channel Whack, Whack Tunes. Let me see if I can pull it up. Hold on. I just happened to be on YouTube, and I seen somebody made a video about Tariq, Tommy, Umar, a little cartoon of them on, like, Gilligan's Island. I was like, what is this? And the name of the channel is called Whack Tunes, W-A-C-K Tunes, or something like that, like, the cartoon is like ridiculously whack, but it was it was funny seeing this guy put the effort because he would take sound bites from their actual YouTube videos, stuff they say on YouTube, and then turn it to like a little cartoon storyline. Let's see if I can find this dude's channel. Here it is right here. It's called Whack Tunes. Hold on, let me pull them up. I don't know who this dude is.
Well, this dude got 712 subs. Whack tunes. He got these little cartoons up, man. So I watched this one, Hotep Island. It was basically a Gilligan's Island theme. Tommy, Umar, Willie D, Tariq, they all on the island. Then he had like a bed winch on there with a white man. But like I say, when you listen to the clips, he would take snippets of random videos or things these people have said and then put it into a put it, put it to like a cartoon storyline. I haven't watched them. I was going to go through and watch some of the other ones he got because he got one about Umar, a couple of them about Umar up here. The FBA. Oh, he got a 30-minute one on the FBA conference. I'm going to have to go see what that one's about. But y'all go check them out. Whack tunes. The cartoons are whack, though. They're like, like legit whack. <laughs> like the, the, name, the name whack tunes is highly appropriate. The cartoons are legit whack. But I, I, thought, I thought it was something very unique that, oh, I I thought it was something very unique that um that nobody's been doing. You know, we'll, we'll get on here. We'll talk about the events. He actually put this stuff into a cartoon. So it was pretty uh, it's pretty creative. Oh, Gokeza knows about whack tunes. Okay, I just discovered him the other day. He it was just a random video that popped up. I was like, let me watch this. Hotep Island. What's this about? Started watching. I was like, oh, okay. This dude really, this dude really took some time to make this. The cartoon is whack as hell. <laughs> but to see him go through these links to put this together was, I was like, I was like, okay, yeah, I, that's that's pretty impressive, dude. So, anyways, that's all I'm saying. Look, I ain't saying I ain't saying nothing bad. Look. My my thing is this, man. I'm I'm just I just try to keep it real. I try to remove the feels from stuff. Cause it's like every black person that I talk to about anything, whether it's about some some black victim or it's got to do with politics, it, it is always Negroes are hyper emotional. And you know, it's getting to the point. I've had people, I got some people in my own family that tell me. You you always making an excuse. I think you don't like black people. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I laugh and chuckle. I'm just like, I'm like, I don't understand how people could just get so emotionally involved in these in these victims, right? Like, you don't even know these people. You don't even know you don't you don't know none of these people that died from the police. You ain't know Trayvon Martin. You ain't know. You ain't no George. You ain't no Ahmad Arbor. You ain't no none of these people. Like, I don't know these people. They're not related to me. Never met them a day in my life. Does that mean that they deserve to die? No, but I just, I, I legit don't understand why people don't look at stuff objectively. I just, I just legit don't understand that. I've never really understood it. I've always been the type that tried to look at things objectively. Maybe that's just the way my mind is wired, man. Even ever since I was a kid, I would always try to find out why is this happening? Why did this happen this way? Instead of just getting emotionally invested, I never understood that crap, man. Never understood it. And I can't, under, I can't, I can't try to pretend like I don't look, I don't try to look at things objectively. 
I just can't run around here and be like, oh, it's because they're black. No. No, it's not just because they're black. If that was the case, we'd all be laid out in the, in, as in literally, or especially, especially all that are darker than me. But it doesn't make sense. Like people say, oh, we can't jog now. I'm like, what are you talking about? I see niggas jogging all the time. Niggas been jogging all the time. Niggas was jogging like, 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 you know, doing 5Ks, just getting a stroll on all the time before Ahmaud Arbery died. Then he dies. Now you can't. Now you scared to jog. What you mean? You, been, you was jogging just fine the day before. And you probably been jogging fine ever since. As a matter of fact, you didn't even know jogging was dangerous till too much after the man died. Most of those people didn't even know about Ahmaud Arbery till about, what, almost a month and a half to two months after he died. So after he died, and being that you didn't know about it was dangerous to jog, well, you wasn't in danger. <laughs> so I, I just don't understand it. I, I, I don't know, maybe because I was, maybe I've been trained. I don't even know where the training came from. I maybe I was just born this way. To try to look at things objectively. Like, why, why is this happening? Why did this person say this? Like, there's a video that's going viral down here in Orlando recently. These black dudes, they look like they were a part of a lawn maintenance team out there doing somebody's yard. And this white woman is on the sidewalk going off on them, calling them the N-word and all kinds of crap. White woman is dead wrong. Black dudes... They kind of laughing and giggling because, you know, they're like, they can't believe this. And somebody's, you know, one of the one of the homies, uh, homies, one, one of the people on on the on the thing was filming it, you know, which was the best thing for them to do. I don't know exactly where in Orlando this happened, but whatever. But it just happened like a day or two ago. Right. So my first thing was, yeah, the, the white woman is dead wrong. But I'm curious to know, why did she come out there and start yelling? Because in the video. She starts yelling at a white dude, her next door neighbor, going off, calling him all kinds of MFers, this, that, and the third. And so I didn't under, I was trying to understand like why, because like, why is this white woman going off like this? Yeah, she's dead wrong, calling these black dudes the N-word, and then she's going off on her white neighbor. But my mind is thinking, you know, outside of the, because you know, everybody's like, oh, racist, this white supremacist. I'm like, okay, fine, we get that. I'm just naturally curious. I want to know what, what set this off. Like, is this woman legit crazy? Has she always been like this? Like, how did we get here? Where she just literally just yelling at the lawn people. <laughs> and then she turns her anger towards her white neighbor. Like, well, how did this happen? I just want me. I just want to know. I just want to, It has to be. I like to know. I, I need to know more of the story. Just like when, the, when that mother and daughter... Got into it at the Chipotle with the white lady with the gun. Remember, I showed you when we first saw the video, at least when I first saw it, Tariq posted it. And all you saw was the video from the mother's cell phone where the gun was pointed in her face. I mean, I was like, how do we get to the gun being pointed in her face? Like, what happened? What led up to all this? And then when we see what happened and we're like, oh, OK, the black people actually started this whole thing. And then went into victim mode when that gun came out. But before that, we're told to be like, oh, they're racist white supremacists. Ah, man, I can't do that. I need to know. It's nutcases on both sides. I need to see how the story started so I can figure out who, who's the actual true nutcase and whether or not the other person was justified, blah, 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 blah. Ain't y'all tired? Ain't y'all tired of being misled, being fed only half-truths and then getting emotional off the half-truth? 
Like, the thing that kills me is black people love to run around here talking about how black people be, we, we so smart, we so educated, we got this going on, ancient Egypt, yada, 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 we built, we, we, we the mother, you know what I'm saying? We taught y'all civilization, yada, yada, yada. But then when we see these videos, everybody just runs around hyper emotional off of like literally a clip that, that, is, that doesn't tell you the complete story. All you saw was a black person being what appears to be victimized. But you don't know what led up to all this to where you can say, well, did the guy get what he deserved? Or, you know, just like Ahmaud, Ar not Ahmaud Arbery, but the, but the dude, Rashad Brooks at the, at the Wendy's parking lot. He was shot in the back. He was shot in the back. Then you come to find out he whooped them cops ass and took the taser and fired the taser at him. <laughs> It's like don't 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 black people get black, do don't black people get tired of this crap. So I don't I don't see how I don't see how we got so many black people out there that can run around here talking about we the smartest on the planet, but then you get so easily triggered and hyper emotional off of a literal clip without trying to figure out the greater context of something, and then you want to run around here talking about is is racist to say you want to see all the facts? Why not, nigga? You gonna need all the facts to come out if you're trying to get some justice done. Like how you think the courtroom system? Y'all think, see, what y'all think? Y'all think we live in the 20s and 30s? See, this is what I think. I think a lot of black people, I've said this before, but I've always said a lot of black people love to talk about slavery and Jim Crow because they actually want to go back to that era. If they had a time machine right now, these Negroes would be trying to strap all you Negroes onto the time machine voluntary or involuntary to send your ass back to the plantation or, or the Jim Crow South. Because they want to go back to this era because they want to do the stuff that white people used to do to black people. So a black person gets accused of rape or whatever, and then here come a posse of white men stringing this black dude up on a tree and then taking pictures and posing in the pictures and mailing them shits all over the country, right? You got a lot of pro-blacks today who want to go back to that era where they want to be able to enact the same brutal justice onto a white person and just totally bypass the court system. They want to do that now. But if they can invent that time machine, they will go back and do it in the time machine. But they want to be able to do that now. They want to just totally skip the court system because they're like, oh, the court's so unfair. Well, maybe it is unfair. Maybe it's not unfair. But here's the thing. If you want to make it fair, how about you start training people to go to law school? You know, like that, you know, like that, 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 that freaking leaf eater up in here, the vegan. How about you ain't no lawyer? I know I ain't a lawyer. Are you a lawyer? Why don't we send, why don't we get more black paralegals, more black lawyers and, and get some black judges out there that can maybe see things from a, from a, from a black perspective that, you know, you might, you might have something go in your favor. But you know the problem is when you get more black judges and lawyers, you know what's going to happen? They're going to start calling these people coons. Not because they're already smart and professional and out there doing the street nigga shit. They're going to call these judges coons because some of these judges are going to actually read the law and interpret the law as it was written. And if that law, and if that law is interpreted in a way that doesn't go that that, that doesn't go in their favor, they're going to call them a coon. Even though the judge could be like, hey, this is what the powers that be say I can and can't do. And then I'll come back and be like, well, if y'all don't like that, why don't y'all run for political office 
and get the laws changed. They don't want to do that. They don't want to become politically engaged. So they really just want to be able to do what people from 100 years, 100 years or more ago used to do to black people. That's, that's all they want to do. They want to, they want to, they want to, uh, they want to superimpose 1920 on top of 2020. That's what they want to do. All them postcards of white people posing with the guy hanging in a tree. They want to have postcards of black people posing, hanging with a white person in a tree or burnt up on a tree. That's what they want to do. They're trying to recreate 1920 up in here. Just with the, the black twist. Matter of fact, y'all seen that movie. Um, um, what's that movie? It's called White Man's Burden starring John Travolta where black people, it, it was essentially the movie about black supremacy, meaning white people were the poor people, black people ran government, Fortune 500 companies, and they were treated like how black people believe they're still treated today. Go watch that movie. That's what they want. They want, they want the white man's burden movie to come to, to be a real life movie. That's what they want. They, you know, they'll talk about we want fair, equal justice. No, they don't. They want the ability to have a quote unquote black supremacy and then go back and enact all kind of out of control, outrageous laws onto white people just because they're white. They'll say we want fair and equal justice. No, they don't. They want to bypass the court system and start stringing white people up. That's what they want. They want the black KKK and all that crap. That's what they want. That's why, these, that's why these people are just as racist as white people. And miss me with that whole black people can't be racist. Bullshit. We ain't got no power. BS. You mess around and call a white person a racist today, they can lose their job, B. Whether it's, whether it's substantiated or not. Yeah, Grace, it's a movie called White Man's Burden starring John Travolta. Came out in like the mid to late 90s. Let me pull it up on screen. Very good movie. It came out in 1995. Starring John Travolta. Basically, black people ran the country. It was like black supremacy. We were the rich people in the movie. We had all the political power. We were all the cops. We were all the, the business owners. And, and white people were just what black people believe we are today. <laughs> They were getting misused and abused and all kinds of crap. Came out in like 95. But that's what they want. They want this movie to come true. But yeah, but getting back to them being racist, these people are racist as shit. Like I say, they'll always tell you we ain't got no power. Listen, you go out there and call a white person racist right now. Go call a random white person a racist and then film it. Film yourself calling a white person a racist, whether they did something racist or not. You can get that white person fired. And, you know, or potentially fired. Look what they do on Twitter. Find out where they work. Then they start calling their job, harassing them, trying to get them fired and shit. 
You don't even know what the hell's going on in the just like they tried, just like that. Look, they got that white woman fired with the gun. Her and her husband got fired. Off, off of that clip. You don't even you didn't even see the full video. You just saw the version. You, you just saw you just saw that version where, where, where it opened up with the gun pointed in the black woman's face. They got fired. How is that not power? You got the authority to get somebody fired just because you call them a just because you say that they're a racist? What are you talking about here? <laughs> is that not a form of power? Or is that just some imaginary crap? Is that not a form of power? You were directly messing with their livelihood. Yeah, they can be racist. Black people can be racist. Black people are racist. Pro-blacks are racist as hell. They are, they, they are literally the... The, the other side of the coin from a full-blown white supremacist, a, a, a Klan member or a neo-Nazi skinhead or whatever, whatever the hell's out there. They're, the, they're just the polar opposite. They, they are just as racist as them. Y'all see the shit they say on Twitter? <laughs> they're just as racist. Only problem is their 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 racism is tolerated <laughs> and allowed. They're allowed to get racist and talk reckless. White liberals are racist too. Pro blacks and white liberals are racist, y'all. I'm saying it. These are race. Yes, it's black privilege, and they are racist as shit. Tariq is a racist motherfucker. Jason Black is racist as hell. Voice is racist. All of them are racist as hell. All of them. And they all got some authority and power to try to do something to white people. All they got to do is just go out there on Twitter and be like, this is who this person is. This, you know, this person getting harassed at the job and potentially getting fired. But then you know, they'll always try to come back. Well, we can't, we can't try to, we can't do nothing to get them killed. Like, oh, shut up. Y'all, y'all aren't y'all aren't on that level. Y'all listen, they're 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 racist, just like the racist white people, but they're they're like they're like a step or two below them. <laughs> they're not they're not fully they're not fully on the racism isn't completely equal. They're they're experiencing some 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 um some so-called power with their racism for the first time. But I'm telling you, let it go on long enough. They wanted to get to the point where they could just snatch random white people out the house and string them up on trees. They want to go back to that era. That's where they, that's where they want to go. No, 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 no. Blacks aren't prejudiced. They're racist, B. Anytime you got the, anytime you can call a white person a racist and, that, and you can get that white person fired, that's a race. You're a racist. That, that's what it is. Because they always like to say racism is, is power. Well, if you got, if you call somebody, a, if you call a white person a racist and then that person gets fired, is that not you exerting power? You just terminated their employment. You just messed up their money.
That's racist. By their definition, that's racism. <laughs> ain't prejudice. That's racism. By their definition, that is racism. Joe Biden says, I think, I think racist blacks are reincarnated racist white people from the fifth. They might be. <laughs> That's actually good. They're reincarnated racist white people from the 50s. <laughs> if white liberals weren't racist, I wouldn't have needed to move from D.C. to make good money. Not that white conservatives are any less racist, but the white liberals are the ones doing the talking. Look, you got some white, you got some racist white conservatives, some racist white liberals. I just think white liberals are more racist because they're actually trying to tell you how to be black and how to, and they're trying to take over your, your so-called movements. Like I say, go look at all these BLM protests. It'd be like 90% white people out there. Go watch the video I did of, of the Snowtep versus the Hotep with the white dude, uh, J.W. Lucas. Got on there and told Tariq he's more qualified to talk about black issues than black people are. A white conservative, for the most part, they might be racist, but as long as you don't bother them, they don't really give a shit. <laughs> they don't really care. When the last time y'all came across some, some white conservatives that actually gave a damn about your ass? Unless... Unless whatever it is that you claim to care about is about to interfere with their lives. That's the only time these white conservatives come out there, come out there, the woodworks is when something that you are trying to do is about to mess up whatever they got potentially got going on. White liberals be all up in the mix all the time. Trying to direct and orchestrate everything. And if you don't do it to how they want it done, then they start doing all kind of crazy crap to you. Like, I saw a video the other day, a white Looney Tune liberal, this chick walking with her husband or boyfriend, right? And there's these two white dudes sitting on this, uh, this bench outside of this coffee shop. The white dude, one white dude ain't had no mask on his face. So the white chick walked past, the, confronted the white dude, and she threw her coffee in his face. And so what the white dude do? The white dude got up and started handing her that business, her and her husband. He over there punching her and him. And then after that, he sat down. And then what did the chick's husband do? The chick's husband, the white dude, calls the cops, talking about he just got assaulted, as if he didn't just witness his white wife throw coffee in this white dude's face because she didn't like the fact that he didn't have a mask on. That's what white liberals do. White liberals, yeah, they're responsible for cancel culture, they're the ones that are out there trying to, trying to get the, the alphabet soup squad all up in your life. They're the ones leading all this crap. They're the ones out there encouraging you to have abortions all over the damn place. <laughs> They're the ones doing this. White cons I don't listen. White conservatives from my, my listen, I used to live in Augusta, Georgia, right? And listen, I used to live in this neighborhood on my street. Everybody was a Trump supporter on my street, like before Trump got elected, before I even back when I was like Trump crazy as hell. I ain't like I wasn't really I wasn't going for Hillary, but I wasn't voting for him either. But everybody had they they Trump signs out. Them white people ain't give a damn about my ass, B. 
They didn't care as long as I kept my grass cut and didn't park my shit on my grass, you know, kept the property values up. They weren't messing with me. White conservatives only mess with you when you're about to do something that may potentially mess with their livelihood. That's it. That's the only time they come out the woodwork. Liberals come out all the time. They're like cockroaches, except these cockroaches don't go away when you turn the lights on. They still roaming around. They want to infect everything and put themselves into every goddamn thing. So they're racist. So I, I, I don't even know if I can say white, white conservatives are actually racist. They only get racist when you about to do something to piss them off. Like try to take their guns away. Oh, don't. look, why would you, why would you be shocked? If you, if you come out here talking about you anti second amendment and you want to take guns away, if you got a bunch of white conservatives come out and a couple of them start calling you the N word, why are you shocked? <laughs> You should know this. You should expect this. You should be expecting to be called the N-word if you're a black person talking about you want to take the guns away. That should be a no-brainer. But if you're a black person talking about you believe in Second Amendment rights, everybody should have a gun, yada, yada, yada. Ain't nobody finna call you the N-word <laughs> other than a potential white liberal. But they'll call you one whether you support the Second Amendment or not. It's how this works. Listen, Grace, I didn't say that there aren't racist white conservatives. I said racist white conservatives, they don't give a damn about you until you start trying to do something that's going to impact their life. They don't care about you. They, they the type, white conservatives for the most part just want to live their damn life in peace, man. They don't want to be bothered. They don't want no radical ass changes to affect me, meaning they, they don't want their, you, they don't want you messing with their guns. They don't want the government all up in their damn business and they don't want to be paying all these crazy taxes and they don't want you forcing the alphabet soup lifestyle on them. The moment you start doing stuff like that, yeah, then they're going to start letting the N word fly and, and whatever other racist language they have for every other group. Other than that, they ain't even think about you. They ain't think about you. Liberals think about you 24-7. They stay in your business 24-7 until you bow down and kiss the rings to their will. That's how this works. I mean, Minneapolis is a liberal city. How come George Floyd is dead, y'all? <laughs> it's a liberal democratic city. Democratic governor, democratic mayor. How come George Floyd is dead? <laughs> he didn't get killed in no conservative city. Y'all ever notice this? All these black victims, most of them tend to be killed in liberal democratic cities. Why? Because liberals always in, your, in the mix. I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just trying to I listen. I, this, this is what I'm saying. I don't, I don't understand this crap. This, this is why I, this is why I, I, I just can't think like everybody else. Why I've never thought like everybody. I mean, I'm just like, I've always looked at things objectively. <laughs> like 
Like, did you know in Chicago, they're talking about trying to throw out history and rewrite history or, you know, get rid of the history books. I'm like, because they believe it's racist or whatever. They're leaving out gay people, black people, whatever, whatever. I'm like, okay, why don't y'all just add to the history? Like, why do y'all want to throw away what's currently in the history books? Why not just rewrite some new ones with the old shit and the new shit? <laughs> like, how hard is that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, just rewrite it with the new stuff in it. You don't want to talk about George Washington because what? He owned slaves? Well, shit, how you going to ignore the dude? He's on your freaking dollar bill and your quarters. He's considered the founding father of this country you live in. This country built off racism and slavery. You know, the same racism and slavery that, that built this country that you enjoy to this day? Every last one of y'all, every, every last person here crying racism, white supremacy, and oppressed, they can go into their kitchen right now, turn on the sink, it'd be running water. They can go in there, cut on their stove. It's a flame that's going to be lit. They can hit the light switch. It's a light. The lights is going to turn on. They ain't got no food. They can go find a food pantry somewhere or do whatever. Find, find somebody to donate some food to them. You, know, you don't, you don't, if, if your water and your heat, your water, your gas, and your lights don't turn on. I don't think that's racism. I think that's you didn't pay your bills. But you got access to all this crap, right? This system built off racism and white supremacy. Same one you benefiting from, nigga. You benefiting from all them slaves. All of them. Hell, you benefiting from all them child slaves in, in, in China. Who be making your three hundred dollar Jordans too? I don't see you. I don't see you shedding tears over them little kids over there in them sweatshops. They be over there stitching up your Gucci belts and your Jordan shoes, so you can look fresh to death as you protesting, <laughs> protesting about your oppression. Fuck out of here. Y'all don't hear me, though. This coon babble, baby. I'm, a, I'm an unapologetic coon. Unapologetic with mines. Because the, 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 it's, it's, just, it's just too many idiots out here. Too many idiots. And this is how we get to the George Floyd with the burning of all these cities, the looting and the riots and the protests. All these arty, smarty people who know everything about history, we invented mathematics. We civilized you Europeans. Y'all were living in caves. Uh, we got the superior DNA. Uh, yada, 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 yada. All this, all this crap, right? But you hyper emotional off of a video that you ain't even seen. You ain't seen any documents. You ain't got the full context of how we got here. You just running off of pure feels and emotions. Because you see what you think is, is a homicide, even though the medical exam, exam, there's two different medical exams out there saying that one wasn't and one was. I haven't seen the Uncle Tom movie. I'm actually going to go watch, buy it. I've been hearing things about it. I've heard a couple YouTubers say it was actually pretty good. So I'm going to go stream it and watch it probably this weekend. They got, a, they got a bunch of black people in there that, are, that everybody calls Uncle Toms. 
These are some of the most successful black people out there, like Herman Cain. They call him a coon. Y'all know the backstory of Herman Cain? Herman Cain grew up poor as shit. Did y'all know that? That dude grew up poor as hell. Went on to become a mathematician, y'all, working for the federal government, doing something with ballistic missiles for submarines or some crap like that. And then went on to become one of the brightest businessmen in all of America. Turned Papa John's around from a failing pizza joint to, uh, to uh, 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 you know, a, a successful franchise. Was it Papa John's or whatever pizza joint he was running? Oh, sensible. Oh, that's what's up. Send it to my um. Send it to my email. It's info at onyxtruth.com. Was it Papa John's that Herman Cain did? What was the pizza joint he was in charge of? I forgot which one it was. Herman Cain Pizza. He was in charge of, oh, Godfather's Pizza. It was Godfather's Pizza. That's right. Yeah, he, he turned that thing all around. That thing was about to go out of business. He came through and turned that thing around. Then he went on to become a radio host. This is all before he got active in politics. And hell, when he was running for president back in like 2012, I believe, y'all know he was the front runner for like six weeks in a row? The Uncle Tom document. Just do a Google search for Uncle Tom documentary. I think Larry Elders. I think he produced that. Yeah, just do, go to Uncle. It's UncleTom.com. Go to UncleTom.com. That's the actual name of the uh, the website. But I'm saying. Why, why is Herman Cain a coon? Or an Uncle Tom? I don't be understanding it. You be having some of the best and brightest minds out there. You know, people that actually get involved in the system to try to learn the system. Matter of fact, y'all know y'all know who they call a coon. What's that guy that ran for president? Um, he ran for president in 2012 as well. Let me let me tell y'all who they call the coon, y'all. Alan West. Y'all remember Alan West? Y'all remember this? Hold up, my screen. Y'all remember this guy, Alan West? He, he, he used to be in the army as like a lieutenant colonel or something. Got out and he ran for president back in like 2012. Y'all know they used to call this dude a coon. Y'all want to know something about Alan West? Alan West is a straight up Republican, right? Ran for president in like 2012 or something like that. Did y'all know Alan West is for reparations, is pro-reparations? Did y'all know that? How many of y'all knew that? How many of y'all knew that Alan West 
is pro-reparations, ladies and gentlemen, and was open about it. It wasn't no secret. He was pro-reparations, y'all. Oh, yeah. This guy was pro-reparations and was open with it. But they was calling him, they called him all kinds of coons. But what are we talking about today, y'all? We need reparations. We need reparations. Wait a second. This black dude was running for president and was open. It was pro reparations. Y'all cooned him out, called him all kinds of names back in the day. All because he was a black Republican. <laughs> he was a black Republican. That was it. That was that was the only thing that disqualified him from black people. I don't know who the hell he married to. It don't matter who he married to. What should matter is now he married to a sister. Angela West, he married to a sister. That's his wife. He married to a sister. And he was married to a black woman. <laughs> oh, oh, she's, she's too light skinned. Oh, okay. <laughs> he wasn't pro black, but he was pro reparations. Right. So. <laughs> he was for reparations. You're going to have me go in here and reading all these damn links. I'm not about to do all that. I'm not about to watch this YouTube video. I'm not about to go on Facebook and read this random crap. Send me, send me, who, who said that? Send me the links. I don't put my email in there about 50, 11 times already. Send me the links. But anyways, regardless. I'm going to go watch this, this, coon, this, this, this coon movie here. I just want to see what it's talking about. That's all. I'm interested in seeing. See what they ain't talking about. And I, think, I think black politics is just, I don't, even take, I don't even take most black people's political stances seriously, especially if they're like, bleeding heart liberals i don't even take them seriously because i know they're just running off of running off of emotions just running off pure emotions that's nine times out of ten some nutcase liberal told them to uh to run off pure emotions anyways it's 10 30 i'm about to go i'm about to go so Anyways, y'all go check out George Floyd. And um, look, I ain't saying the brother deserved to die. I'm saying I'm, I'm now questioning exactly what killed him. 
Was it actually the cop or was it whatever was going on with George Floyd's body? That's, that's where I'm at now that we have all this new evidence, this new video footage just came forward. It just puts everything, it just tells a, 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 a bigger story. Herman Cain had a black wife too. Look, I think, you know, you want me to be honest. I think more, I think, I think most black people, most successful black people, you know, success meaning that they're worth like a million dollars or more. <laughs> I think, I think most of these people are Republicans, B. I think most of them are Republicans. They just, they just, they just won't come out and say it because it's because because of cancel culture and all that crap. I think most of these celebrities and entertainers, I wouldn't be surprised if they're closeted Republicans because I don't see why somebody would vote to purposely have somebody take more of their money away from them. Like, can you imagine if you're worth like five hundred million dollars, like Beyonce, and you're gonna vote for somebody that's gonna be like trying to take more and more of your money away from you? <laughs> So that they can go 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 do some some social things with it. Beyonce got enough money; she can go out there and do her own social crap. The hell, she need the government to disperse her money on her behalf. She can go set up her own damn programs and get it popping. But I, you know, I, I me, I just think about. It. I'm like, I don't understand it because I, I look at it like this: I'm not a millionaire, and I don't even want to pay more taxes. So why in the world would I become a millionaire and want to pay more taxes? Like, that doesn't even make sense. That doesn't even make sense, man. We all, those of us who are not rich, we don't like paying taxes now. We try to do everything we can to, to write off crap and do whatever to, 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 to make it to where we ain't got to pay as, many, as much taxes. So what makes you think when you start, when you become a millionaire and above, you're going to automatically be like, oh, I want to pay more taxes because I make more. Man, that's BS. You don't work hard for this money, doing whatever it is you had to do to make that money, investments, whatever, whatever. And you're going to sit here and honestly say to my face that you are comfortable with giving up more of your money that you have to go work for, that you got to go out there and grind for. Dude, I don't even believe it when people, when rich people say that crap. I'm like, dude, this is the this is the greatest pandering I've ever seen in my life. Y'all are scared because y'all don't want people. Y'all are afraid people are gonna stop buying tickets to your shows or whatever it is, whatever it is they was doing before social distancing. I don't even that doesn't even make sense, man. You spend all this time trying to become a millionaire or just highly successful, which just happens to turn you into a millionaire and above just so you can go out there and give more of your money away to the government. If you really care about people that much, like I said, if you got Beyonce's money, she's like 500 million, maybe more. I don't know, whatever. She can go out there and just start her own stuff with her own money and get it popping. What does she need the government for to go do that for her? She can do it herself. And then write it off as a tax, a tax expense or whatever. Tax right off. (laughs) 
It doesn't even make sense. It doesn't even. Once again, this is the logical side of me kicking in. When you were broke, you didn't like paying taxes. But now you're rich with all this money. You want to pay tax more taxes? That doesn't even compute with somebody like me. But that's why I'm me. I'll be looking at some of my family members. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> no, I don't want to pay more taxes. As a matter of fact, I just, some, I just turned in some, I'm about to, my property taxes are about to drop. Because y'all know I'm, I'm ex-military and I'm, I'm a, I have what they call a service-connected injury. So I get to apply for a $5,000 tax credit or something on my taxes. Whatever the heck it is. I don't know exactly how it works out in the math, but it's going to lower my property taxes, which is going to ultimately lower my mortgage, lower my mortgage payment. <laughs> and guess which, guess which branch, of, uh, guess which, which party is pro-military? It ain't the Democrats, the Republicans. They've been pro-military since forever. You think I'm finna go out there and be like, please let me pay more property taxes. No, I want to pay as little property taxes as I can. Don't mess around and let me get classified as 100% disabled from the VA. That means I won't have to pay property taxes, period. Shit, what the hell is people talking about around here? <laughs> These people be full of crap. But yeah, most of them I think are closeted Republicans. Because how are you going to live this ballerific lifestyle if you're just giving all your money away to the government? You have to cut back. You have to downgrade from three Bentleys to, to, two, to one Bentley. You have to downgrade from a 10,000 square foot house to a 7,500 square foot house. Hey, what the hell are we talking about here? But whatever. Anyways, I'm about to go. So y'all be safe. Uh, sensible sister, I put my email info at onyxtruth.com. So you can send it to there and I'll check it out. Other than that, y'all be safe, man. Peace.